Hi, Ruby Ryder here. Welcome to Pegging Paradise Podcast number 271 on December 5th, 2020. Changing the world one ass at a time. My mission here at Pegging Paradise Podcast is first and foremost to spread the word about pegging. I offer you accurate information to dispel the common myths and misconceptions. Basically, I spread the knowledge so that you can get onto the thrill of spreading your cheeks or your partners. Another part of my mission is encouraging you to explore your out-of-the-box sexual interests without shame or embarrassment. Shame is the silent saboteur of sexual satisfaction. Don't let it stop you from delving into the world of pegging and any other consensual safe kink that calls to you. The journey can be exhilarating, breathtaking, and life-changing. If you would like to support this mission, become a patron of my work. All patrons have access to the podcast a day early, as well as a 24-7 chat channel full of pegging aficionados from all over the world. Rewards for the various levels of monthly support include written and audio erotica to titillate and instigate. Click the orange Become a Patron button on my website. You can also make a yearly one-time donation and receive the same benefits as a monthly patron. Just click the blue Donate button. Another way to support my work is by shopping at EnticeMe.com, the little black dress of pleasure products. Head over to EnticeMe and peruse a meticulously curated selection of luxury, body-safe, non-toxic toys, specifically chosen for your thrills and satisfaction. For free shipping of your entire order, use the coupon code RIDER, that's R-Y-D-E-R. Need help figuring out which pegging equipment is the best choice for you? I offer free equipment phone consultations for customers of EnticeMe, and you will be supporting my mission of spreading cheeks around the world. So, a little bit of recap here. I got some donations from November. I didn't raise nearly as much money as I did last year, but, you know, there's been a lot of distractions, and it just feels like a really different year, but I'm happy to have received all of them. I think I kicked over about 150 bucks, which is really wild that it was so different, partly because I wasn't doing the podcast as regularly, probably, partly because I wasn't posting about my exercise as regularly, even though I did most of the exercise. But also, I think everybody is just really distracted by other stuff with Thanksgiving, with COVID, with all of it. But every little bit of that goes to Movember, and I'm sure they're going to be quite happy to receive all of it. And I'm going to throw in a nice big chunk as well, because there was a sale that happened over at Mr. Hankey's Toys. Now, a lot of you know that I teach the webinars. I teach three different ones, beginners, equipment, and advanced. And in the advanced webinar, I do teach about how to explore wider and deeper toys, why people do it, why it feels good, and the safety involved and the physiology involved. So Mr. Hankies is absolutely a seller of big, big toys. So they had this one-day sale, and the only reason that I knew about it was because I'm on their mailing list. So I did like a media blitz, and all my social platforms, I posted that sale, and because their toys are huge, and they're really, really good quality, they're really expensive, They're and they come in a lot of different sizes, but if you're going there looking for more normal sizes, you're going to be shopping like in the extra small section, <laughs> is kind of how that goes. So the aficionados of these really big toys and absolutely know about Mr. Hankey's, no question. 
And because this is something that they don't do wholesale, they do have an affiliate program and I signed up for that. So you guys, I don't know if any of you are listening, you people, not just guys, who knows who bought the toys, but from the links that I posted, people shopped and shopped and shopped that sale because Mr. Hankies doesn't have sales very often. This is like two times a year they do this and it was 25% off and if you ordered something on that day, they also included in the box when they ship it to you a coupon to get 15% off that could be used as many times as you want until March of 2021. So quite a deal, right? Anyway, I made almost $400 in commission from you wonderful people who shop the hanky sale. So thank you, thank you, thank you. One person bought something for $399. Yes, there are things on Mr. Hanky's website that are $399. And I think that was even with 25% off. So I'm blown away. <laughs> anyway, thank you again for shopping the sale. I hope you all really enjoy your toys. And what else is happening? Um... Thanksgiving was wonderful. Just stayed home and had some yummy food. I had uh, teriyaki steak, uh, garlic sauteed asparagus, and mushroom risotto. It's a favorite meal of my daughter and I. So I made that and watched TV and had just a really nice relaxing time. I do miss getting together with family, but Whew, there's all kinds of people out there that think all kinds of ways about all the stuff that we are doing, that we are being asked to do because of this pandemic. And it all comes down to this for me. It's like this. It's like I'm not just risking my life. I'm risking other people's lives. Because if I am asymptomatic and I attend a small gathering and I don't know that I have it, and I give it to people, and because of that, someone dies or someone lives the rest of their life with severely compromised health, I don't think I could live with that. So no, no gatherings, not happening. I will be quarantining myself, so to speak, or isolating myself is a better word because quarantine means you have it, but I'll be isolating myself from everyone for a couple of weeks before Christmas, and then I do plan on going down and spending some time with my sister at Christmas time. One other person. <laughs> so these are the decisions that I've been making. One person here, one person there, that kind of thing. But I do hope you're all really trying hard to be safe. I know we are all so tired of this. Good Lord. <sighs> the end is in sight. The vaccines are being approved. So take a deep breath and find joy and pleasure where you can, maybe with new sex toys. Oh my gosh, you guys, I ordered some stuff and I got it and I ordered it because I'm going to be having a little vacation. This is one other one person I am meeting with and we have both stayed away from people for 14 days previous. Uh, I am having a writer's retreat and I'm leaving for that in a couple of days. I'm going to be spending four days and three nights at a beautiful mountain cabin with a lovely young man who I'm quite excited to be spending more time with. We had just started exploring right at the beginning of the pandemic and have managed to get together once since then. Not nearly enough, clearly. <laughs> so 
writer's retreat. Yay, yay, yay. And I ordered some things to take with me and I'm so excited. One of the things that I got that I, it's a new thing that Entice Me is offering and I want to tell you all about it. It's from the Strap On Me company. Now you will probably recall that the Strap On Me company is the one that makes that double that has a remote and has a vibrator for internal clitoral, external clitoral, and at the end of the shaft that goes in the receiver, all controlled with a remote. I've been waxing poetic about this. I wrote a big review about it, the whole deal. So this company, Strap On Me, who is in France, they have made a line of strap-on harnesses. So they're absolutely exquisitely beautiful. And so I asked Tiffany to order me one. And I would say that they are right up there with uh, rodeo in quality. They are not perhaps exquisitely the best, even though I would have to say the design is exquisite. But when I put it on, what I was wanting is I was wanting a little bit more sturdiness in the waistband. I wanted it to be really heavy duty, elastic, thick band to hold it on because I like to get enthusiastic when I do my fucking, right? But you have to look at the styles because they're quite beautiful. I got, which, what is it called? It's called the Lacy Diva Harness. And it has garters on it and they're detachable. And it is partly lace. It's really quite pretty. So one of the questions that I had about this harness, because I was trying to communicate with these people and ask them some questions about sizing and things. And it turns out that sizing is roughly equal to U.S. sizes. They just say, you know, choose what your normal dress size is, which wasn't helpful because if they're made in France. And so I got on this chart that I found, which gave me what is considered small, medium, large, extra large, and that kind of thing, sizing measurements in French sizes in metric. And then I converted that. So I ended up ordering an extra large, and that's partly because, uh, yes, gained a bit of weight staying home. <laughs> One of the places I've been finding gratification and joy is in food. So that's going to have to reverse once I am back at the gym. However, so for anybody who wants to check those harnesses out, because they really are quite pretty, and they come in a whole variety of different styles too, I'm going to post a link to that conversion chart. Okay, so you can do the same thing that I did. This will allow you, if you want to get one of those harnesses, to get it uh, as quickly as possible, ideally. She ordered it for me and it was shipped really quickly. Uh, one of the things that you do need to know about this harness, which was kind of an interesting adventure trying to get this information from Strap on Me, because I'm sending them emails and they're in France, so there is a language barrier here, right? So I asked them if they were compatible with doubles. And I tried to give the example of, can you use this harness with your strap-on-me vibrating bendable strap-on, I think is what they call it. And they wrote back and said, we don't understand what you mean. <laughs> and so I wrote them back and I tried several different ways to be more clear. And they never responded. And I talked to Tiffany and said, oh, yeah, they live in France. So they're on holiday for about a month. And I was just so envious. It's like, wow, why don't I live in a country where we just go on holiday for a month? Wow. <laughs> I got the best idea there. So 
point being, when I received mine, you do need to know that these harnesses are not compatible with doubles. They do not have a hole that goes all the way through the harness. There is a solid material backing. So these harnesses are only good for those single dildos. And if you were a user of the single flare-based dildos, then you have got it. Also keep in mind that these harnesses are not ideal for fused dildos like the singles that have the bottom, you know, that is made to nestle into the vulva area and then you can grind against it unless you're comfortable with having that piece of fabric there and maybe that lends a little bit of padding. It's really hard to say. Everybody's so individual with these things. So there you go. Lovely harness. And then I ordered two other things that Tiffany, it was so sweet to get for me. And not only that, but one of them she already had on her website. And one of them she put up because I looked at it and went, oh my God, I have to have one of these. So the two things are the Hot Octopus Pulse Duo. Now there are different models of these. The one that I got, first of all, this is like a male sort of masturbatory toy, but it's really, really different because this is something that wraps around the end of the penis, including the head, okay? And it's got this stuff called pulse plate technology. And I was fascinated when I started reading about it because I found this video and the guy who owns the company talked about how he found this technology or he became aware of it being used in hospitals or fertility clinics where say there was a couple who wanted to have a baby and the guy had erectile dysfunction so they really wanted to use his sperm to fertilize his partner and they use this type of technology and basically they put this thing on the end of the penis and it's got this special oscillating plate thing that's right in the most sensitive area underneath the head of the penis and it boom makes them ejaculate and then they fertilize the partner hopefully that works so he found that and went, hey, hey, and I think he said in the video it took like four years for them to take that, and it was a pretty big thing that they were using, and make it down into a small sex toy, so to speak. So this can be used when the penis is not erect. You can put it on the head of the penis, and it can absolutely be used when it's not erect because that is exactly what it was used for in the hospital. And it can be used with an erect penis as well. It comes with a remote. And so, you know, with me, I like to restrain men and I like to do all kinds of things that make them squirm and moan and have all kinds of pleasure, right? And this is one more way to do that. <laughs> so I'm really excited because I get to take it on my writer's retreat and try it out with my partner, right? So I got that, and I'll put the link for that in the Linkorama, clearly. And it gets more complicated than that. Or, or I shouldn't say complicated. That's not the right word. It gets more interesting than that and more um, involved. Even that is not quite the right word, but let me just explain. First, they have a solo-use stroker, which has that wonderful pulse plate technology that acts kind of like a stroker, and they call it a guy braider, okay? The next level up from that is one that wraps around a little bit differently and has that pulse plate technology. 
and that one is also for solo use. Then it graduates to one that is for duo, right? That's what that means is couple use. It's got the pulse plate technology, same place on the inside, right next to the most sensitive part of the penis. And it also has another vibrating plate on the exterior. This is wonderful for couples who you can't get an erection, you have erectile dysfunction, or you're just not getting it up that night, and you put this on and it vibrates your most sensitive part, but it also provides a vibration on the exterior so your partner can be getting some pleasure too. And you're not technically inside of her, but you're providing her pleasure as well. Clitoris owners, I don't mean to use the her gender all the time, please excuse that use. I slipped into it there. So the one more level up from that is the exact same situation, but instead of a handheld remote, you have individual wristwatch style remotes that control your particular vibrator on that toy. So it has all of those, one right after the other, and I'll put links to all of those because it's quite interesting to see the graduation of the the adding more details adding going from solo to duo and making it be really luxurious and having like wristwatch remotes and the whole thing so i'll put the links to all of those octopus toys there for you to take a look at if that's something you're interested in now the other thing that i got is a nexus toy and it is a butt plug and it's called the b stroker so the reason i like this is because once again it has a remote there's something about having a remote and being able to just flip that switch you know that just thrills me <laughs> so this b stroker has little beads kind of that goes up and down on the neck of it and it is supposed to mimic rimming. Now you remember, of course, or maybe you don't, the Bevi rimming plug. And those come in a few sizes now. And I tried that out and it felt lovely, but I really wanted there to be all kinds of patterns and things available with the one that I tried out. I, I don't know if Alicia, who owns B-Vibe, has actually upgraded that since then, but those go around in a circle. Those little bees go around in a circle on the neck of the butt plug, and so that is a sensation you're going to have on your anus. So this one has little beads that go up and down, and a friend of mine saw this on a video and said, oh my god, I have to have that. She showed it to me, and I had the same reaction. So I asked Tiffany if we could carry it. She took a look at the company and said, yeah, we can carry that, no problem. And she ordered one for me. So I have all kinds of wonderful toys to torture my partner with. <laughs> and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. That is not the purpose of the getaway. The purpose of the getaway is for writing. That is going to occupy a small portion of our time where we'll get to have some fun together because he has projects he's working on too, and mostly he's there to serve me. So yes, this is what's happening in my world. So it's called the B Stroker, the Nexus B Stroker. And yes, it has a remote. <laughs> so I'll put the links for those things, and I will be back from my weekend and reporting in what I thought about those specific toys and what my partner thought too, because hey, it's his ass. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Now, let's jump into your letters. Hi, Ruby. I decided to write and introduce myself since I've got to know your work and I admire you. I discovered your website and your work recently on the internet when I was doing some research on pegging. 
and I was very impressed. The way you approach the subject is very inspiring. You convey confidence, clarify doubts, and encourage people to assume truthfully what they are, and I respect that. Pegging came up in my relationship as a natural way to express myself and to become more active in bed, but using a dildo to fuck was a real challenge for me. Although I thought, since the very beginning, that to be active in bed was very exciting, and to be able to take my husband as he always took me, it was not easy to think and to feel the dildo as an extension of myself. I felt clumsy because it was all new for me, but my husband helped me enormously. We talked about techniques. He told me specific details of his own techniques, the ones he uses himself with me, and I loved it. Because I recognized the experience from my side, it was awesome. And besides the sharing, I felt that now it was my turn. My desire to fuck and to give him a good fuck was so intense that I've tried hard and got the hang of it. Today, I can proudly say that I am a pegger. Fucking my husband is the consecration of a personal desire because it brings out to daylight a part of me that I've never been able to express in a satisfying way. But being on the other side of the fuck is much more than just that. Because when I'm being, quote, the man in bed, I have in mind what it is, quote, to be a woman. And when I'm fucking him, I can see myself in him. And I can see him in me. Fucking my husband is a transcendental experience. Reverse fucking gave us, first of all, my masculine part, but we discovered that it is possible for a structurally dominant man to evoke his feminine pole in bed. It has been a discovery and a sharing experience. Reverse fucking has deepened my intimacy with my husband, but not only that, Today I am able to understand men better. I'm able to feel a brotherhood with men that I couldn't feel before. My husband granted me the privilege of owning him. His surrender into my hands was an act of love, and I admire him tremendously. It makes me want to be better, to be strong and able to reciprocate. But that's not all. The act of fucking is extremely exciting for me. I have a real predator's rib that loves to possess. I love to conquer. And there is nothing more exciting than fucking a strong man who could be possessing me instead. In my head, the role reversal is extremely hot. My husband didn't need this. It was a choice. But on my side, there was a predatory side to be satisfied. Now I feel more complete. I feel more myself. And I feel happier. I consider that the satisfaction of my male pole also allows me to be more feminine and a better woman. I decided to attend your upcoming webinars, Beginners and Advanced, to deepen and consolidate my knowledge about pegging, but also to get contact with the pegger community. I want to know the community, what people say about pegging, and I would like to enrich myself, to enrich my personality. I've listened to several of your podcasts and I really like the way you approach the subject. I also have some questions about equipment, so I'm counting on attending your equipment webinar later. That's all for now. I'll see you with the webinars. I wanted to read this partly because it's just such a lovely letter, but also because whenever English is a second language, it does tend to come out a little more poetic in the translation. Eloquent and poetic, absolutely. 
And I can totally relate to the predator rib. Oh my gosh, the feeling of wanting to conquer and that sense of wonder when possessing and taking and fucking a strong man who clearly could be possessing me. I so relate to that. Absolutely. So thank you so much for the letter. And you've written me some other really interesting information that I'm going to read next about your thoughts about wanting a specific kind of equipment. So that's what I'm going to read next here. And it has been some time since you asked these questions. So I do apologize for it taking a while for me to get to them. Here is your second letter. Hello, Ruby. Thanks for the webinars last weekend. I liked to attend them very much. As personal feedback, I can say that the subjects were not new for me because I've been doing some research and I've been reading and listening to your podcasts. Even so, I was still glad to participate because it was very interesting to watch you speak live and to get to know you better. We even had the opportunity to exchange some words at the end of the beginners. It was great. On the other hand, a live session always has surprises and news, and this was no exception. I was pleasantly surprised when you suggested to, quote, turn or roll over the dildo in the doggy style position to better stimulate the prostate while fucking and to be able to give more pleasure. It's one of those little tricks that we, not biological owners of a cock, can do. And I think I've heard you talking about it before, but when I saw you exemplifying with the dildo in your hand, that popped over my head. And I found out that I wasn't following up so well after all. It was a real pleasure to follow the whole exhibition. Thanks a lot for everything. Moving on, I have some questions about equipment that I'd like to share and ask for your opinion. In my conception of pegging and owning my partner, my orgasm should hopefully involve a powerful ejaculation. Not only because, quote, that's what males do, but because filling my partner up, marking him with my fluids, giving him a drink of mine, injaculating him, etc., is extremely exciting for me. I think on the other side of the experience, I love to be filled with the cum of my partner, whether it's in my vagina, my ass, my mouth, my body, or just being able to have the pleasure of licking the flowing cum that resulted from that delicious explosion of pleasure of his. The cum is like the fireworks of a great celebration, and I would like to experience it, but a woman's body does not react as a man. Each pole has its own particularities. I consider myself a very gifted woman because I can easily reach orgasm by fucking my partner and rubbing my vagina at the base of the dildo placed on my strap. I can easily orgasm physically, but I'm also very reactive to ideas, to mental exciting ideas. So my partner and I explore ideas a lot. I focus on what I am feeling, what each part of our interaction represents explicitly and implicitly. I think about what will make my partner feel, what I feel when I'm in his place, what my partner feels when he fucks me, etc. There is a lot to explore over ideas and mental excitement. And I also consider that it is really important to get to know ourselves, to explore the immensity of what we are. Even if it seems weird, strange, ugly, bad, or something else, it doesn't matter. There is so much that we don't know about ourselves that I feel limited in my own existence. It's a difficult path because we can only get to know ourselves deeply with honesty, and that is not easy but I consider this to be the only path that makes me truly and truthfully happy. 
And that's why I've dedicated the last past years of my life to deepening my knowledge about myself. I can also say that each discovery about myself makes me understand others better too. And there is still so much to know. Continuing over the particularities of the poles, the woman has the so-called female ejaculation, better known as squirt. I can be a squirter. So it occurred to me, how can I not take advantage of my own ejaculation to fill up my man? So I would like to have a dildo that channels my squirt, just like a male penis, so I can fill up my partner or simply sprinkle him with my squirt. Just the idea puts me on fire. As I couldn't find any dildo to easily collect and channel my squirt, I decided to create my own dildo using a clone willy kit. But it's not at all that easy, so I came to ask your opinion and for your help. First of all, I wanted to know if you know someone who has the same ideas, or if you know some equipment that can give me the experience of squirting on my partner as the celebration of my orgasm. In this search, I found your interview with Stephanie Berman, creator of Pop Dildo, who apparently went through an experience very similar to mine and achieved success, and even a business opportunity, which is amazing. I really liked her story and I was inspired, but conceptually the Pop Dildo doesn't accomplish what I'm looking for. I imagine I have to get some kind of funnel at the base of the dildo to collect the squirt while fucking and channel it through an internal canal like a urethra. My demiurgical experience with the clone willy kit has not satisfied me. The final texture was porous, the trims and edges were not perfect, and the collection base was not fully functional. It needs improvement. For all of this, my experience was not fully satisfactory, and I'm already at a point where I think I need specialized help. That's why I'd like your advice. Do you know the perfect factory to help me design and to build this live squirter dildo? It has to be some, quote, open-minded team that has the knowledge to find the right way. I confess that the first thing that comes to my mind is look for a German manufacturer because they have a reputation of being perfect and efficient. But I'm open to suggestions. By the way, Stephanie went to Fun Factory, a German manufacturer. Although I think that Fun Factory has a minimalist non-realistic line, which is not my preference. I found Dill Do It, do you know them? That presents themselves as our business is to implement your wishes and ideas very precisely. I took a look at their website and liked it. They seem serious and good. Do you have any opinion about them? Take a look, and she gave me the link. I also look for Bad Dragon's website, which are not accepting orders for custom toys at the moment, and Hole Punch Toys website, but I confess that the crazy toy posture doesn't fit me. But of course, they are not at all out of the question. And then at the end of your letter here, you ask me about a couple of other things too. First of all, let me respond to the Deal Do It. I hadn't heard of them before, and it looks like a fantastic website. But I, I think what you're asking people to do here is to help you spend time designing something. And I don't know of very many people who would be willing to do that, only because that's time out of their day. That's time out of them making money. And I don't think there's that much of a demand for this. As awesome and as creative and wonderful as I think this idea is. So they might be willing to help you. It looks like they make some great toys, but that's the only feedback I have on that website. Hole Punch Toys, I know, is a fantastic website, as is Bad Dragon, but 
custom orders. I think what they are talking about are colors that they don't usually offer and stuff like that, as opposed to, I would like you to, to design something that works this way for me. You also gave me a link to some glow-in-the-dark lightsaber dildos, which you seem to be really enjoying. And <laughs> I have to say, I don't really know anything about that company, Dream Toys. They do seem to be more over in Europe than they are here. Uh, I don't know if they're 100% silicone, but usually one of the things that you can do to find out if they are is you can put it through some tests. You can hold a flame to the bottom of it. Make sure you use the bottom and see if it causes any damage because if it's silicone it shouldn't melt it or do anything really serious that's one thing that you can do the other thing is just to test it out and smell it seriously if it's silicone it should not have any kind of a scent to it so those are the two things that you can check out um, i couldn't find it anywhere that usually lists exact materials but I hope you're having a wonderful time with the glow dildos. <laughs> Your last question was about lubricants. And you asked if liquid silk would be the same as the organics. So this is important because I did not differentiate in the beginning. And then I got a letter from somebody saying, hey, we use the organic and it's really awful for anal because it dries up and it's just horrible. And so, yes, the organics isn't as good for pegging because it contains aloe vera in it. And, and I guess it's because of that, it tends to dry up a little bit. So don't get the organics, get the regular stuff. And I try to be really specific whenever I talk about that, but yes, it's not good for pegging. The organics isn't, the regular stuff is the best. So regarding this whole project and desire that you have, first of all, I find it absolutely fascinating and I find it intriguing and I find it kind of exciting and just so different from anything I've run across so far in my 10 years of teaching about this that I have to commend you, not only for your uh, creativity, but also for really embracing something that you fantasize about, that you created inside your head, that you decided was really something you wanted to do and going after it and looking for a way to do that, whether one exists already or not. Now, since you have written me this letter, there's been some conversations on our chat channel about this particular product. And I know that we've been looking at prosthetics, which are the STPs, which are stand to P prosthetics that are available for trans people with an insert for functionality. And so all of this is being discussed on the chat channel. And I find it absolutely fascinating. Now, if there are any toy makers out there, if there are any people who have some excellent ideas about how she can turn this into a depositing her wonderful, delicious ejaculate into her willing husband's ass, <laughs> write us and give us some leads and tell us what you're thinking might work really well because it's a bit of a, a puzzle. It totally is a puzzle. So thank you so much for writing these letters in, for attending the webinars, for becoming a patron, joining us on the chat channel, and truly enriching the lives of all of the pegging community here. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of my listeners are going to enjoy what you have written, your goals, the way you express yourself, and things like that. So once again, thanks for the letters.
I will let you know if anybody writes in with any amazing ideas about your kind of ejaculating dildo for squirters. <laughs> so this next comment was for my special edition podcast number one, Can Pegging Cause Incontinence? And I will put a link to that in my linkrama. I tried to cover that subject in a wide variety of ways. I've written a couple of articles about it and I did do a special podcast about it. So this is his comment for that podcast. From personal experience, I've gone as big as six inches of diameter with inflatable toys before without any issues. I regularly, parentheses, one time to three times per month, use my extra-large Nova, which has a total insertable length of 14.5 inches and a knot towards the base with a diameter of 4.5 inches. I can, quote, ride the knot, as it were, with pretty considerable speed and force once adequately warmed up. I have no issues with incontinence whatsoever, nor constipation. I credit this to always using more than too much lube and high-quality lube at that, as well as extended periods of warm-up and working up in size over a very long time, parentheses, more than a decade at this point, from 17 to 27. One important caveat I will add is this. I am not a small man. I am six foot seven inches and have 40 inch hips. This obviously makes it much easier to accommodate objects of the size I'm describing. Personally, I really don't see any reason why the vast majority of people would ever need to go past about two and a half inches of diameter for anything insertable. That's already quite large, especially if used for rough sex and is more than enough to hit the various spots regardless of gender. From personal experience, I'd say going beyond three inches of diameter is going to cause issues for most folks unless they follow a very strict regimen to a religious degree. As for physical changes, I've noticed my anus is a bit larger than it used to be and thicker. I attribute this to, as you mentioned in the podcast, small tears that have formed over the years and been filled in with some degree of scar tissue. What I will say is this, I experience no pain during anal of any sort, unless I'm pushing one of my four limits like you described. Too big, too fast, not enough lube, too hard. I think that if people truly want to use larger toys, even incredibly large toys larger than my own, they should understand it's a very, very long process to get to that point safely and while still maintaining their health and continence. To sum it up, unless you're willing to spend a decade stretching and healing and monitoring to physically make the anus larger so it can take bigger objects, don't. You will hurt yourself, probably severely, and it could cause lasting issues. I'd compare it to being a gymnast in a lot of ways. You have to start young and make permanent changes to the body that can be incredibly uncomfortable, if not somewhat painful, along the way. But without doing that, you simply won't have the flexibility or range of motion necessary to compete. For anyone doing this sort of activity with larger toys, I would highly recommend getting a TENS unit with a plug so that you can train your pelvic floor muscles and all involved muscles to be much stronger. This will help prevent injury to a massive degree. 
You can just do an advanced Kegel program instead if you cannot source or afford a TENS unit, but it's far easier with the TENS. As always, your mileage may vary. This is just what I've learned in relation to my own body over about a decade of experience with anal and large insertions. Thank you so much for that wealth of information. In fact, I'm actually going to copy some of that and use it in my webinar for the advanced toy use because this is the territory that a lot of people like to play in. And I don't mean up to where you're playing. And I really appreciate you mentioning that you are not a small man. <laughs> but this is the territory like to, people like to play in with the big toys. And it's just so important to know how things work. It's so important to know what the rules are and how to avoid injury. The comparison to a gymnast was brilliant. I really can see the wisdom in that because starting things like this when you're younger is really the only way that you can get up to the extreme diameters. But I also very much appreciate you basically putting some numbers to it and saying, hey, you know, I do this one to three times a month and I'm fine and that sort of thing. So. Thank you so much for the information. It's very helpful, I think, to a lot of people out there who are considering or actively involved in exploring the really wide toys. And interestingly enough, with Mr. Hankey's just having a sale, yeah, <laughs> the really wide toys can be fun. When I teach my webinar, I hold up my hand and say, this is my limit. And I'm talking about giving to other people clearly because I need to be a responsible top. I need to be a responsible person with my partners, right? My particular limit in terms of diameter is my hand because I've done fisting before and I just went and measured it. <laughs> and the widest part of my hand, kind of across the knuckles, if you will, or slightly below that is three and a quarter inches in diameter. Now I have another toy that is slightly bigger than that, that I use with a partner who loves big toys, but I really have to emphasize that, okay, that three and a quarter is my hand. My hand is not gonna squish that much, okay? So that's pretty solid is my hand, but the toy that I have that's a larger diameter than that, that is extremely soft silicone. It really is. So it squishes down quite a bit. So I wouldn't say that it's actually as big as if you just measure it. And this would be a really key thing to remember for those of you exploring the wider toys. Make sure you always get toys that are really soft silicone. This is one of the ways that you're going to avoid injury. The companies that make the best toys for more extreme exploration, if you will, always have very, very soft silicone. It's so, so important, not only for the depth play, because you're going to be taking that 90 degree angle at the end of the rectal canal. And then if you go far enough in there, like you do, you mentioning 14.5 inches, there is another right-hand turn when you curve into the descending colon. Anyway, not only because of that, but if you're just playing with diameter, still it's essential to have safe toys because that is always the way you want to play when you're pushing your body to those extremes. Okay, thanks once again very much for your personal comments in this regard and your sharing 
of information. I very much appreciate you leaving that comment. You have reached the end of part one of podcast number 271. Tune in to part two to hear the rest of the questions. <laughs>